pickles and watermelon, pickles and watermelon, pickles and watermelon. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons. And I am Brad Blazek. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. I'm very tired, but I'm very good. I like that combination. (laughs) I'm tired because I've been on a motorcycle riding around greater middle Tennessee for the last, what, six, seven days? I'm just picturing Brad B. (laughs) Falls finally in the air. Mm. He's got his hog <laughs> out in the open road, wearing nothing but assless chaps and a vest. <laughs> yes, yeah. It was a little chilly last night coming home at like eleven o'clock at night. But besides that, the weather's been fucking spectacular. Do your boots have spurs on them? <laughs> yes, you got to. That's what- that's what I thought. Little jingle jangle. Picturing you just just cruising down the road with those assless chaps and tumbleweed, <laughs> literally just like blowing in the dust across the two lane highway. Yeah, you're you're exploring on your own because <laughs> you don't have a motorcycle, gang. Uh, it's a gang of two right now. Well. You know, we're we're always up for uh, new recruits. You got to go through that I'm spank good. machine though to get in. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Did you say that I have to go through the spank machine? Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> That's how you get into our gang. Am I supposed to? Is that like a game everyone knows? <laughs> I think, isn't that what the, you know, Spank Machine? We did it in the Boy Scouts. Oh, God. Man, you brought out some, you brought out some Boy Scout material, huh? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm, when I'm not on the bike, I'm watching TV and all I see are fucking Boy Scouts of America lawsuit commercials. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you seen this? Now, like, what a random thing to bring up. <laughs> what's happening here? Just in case you're listening and you don't know what's happening here either, and it's your first time, we're an all Pearl Jam podcast. Can't you tell? Yeah. Can't you tell can't you tell new listener? That's right. We're at episode one fifty, dude. That seems yeah. important to me for yeah, some reason. Yeah, that's a big that's a that's a big round number. Yeah. I like it. We made it 150, and that's crazy. That is crazy. But, but this week, we're going to talk about Take the Long Way as we continue our track-by-track coverage of Gigaton. Yes. Hell yeah. A little Matt Cameron action this week. Uh, a little what's your quick, quick reaction to this song. Love it? Hate it? Somewhere in the middle? 
Uh, it's not somewhere in the middle, but it's not love it. It's like three quarters mm. of the way to love it. Yeah. It's not a skipper. I'll tell you that. It's one of those that it's, I mean, Gigaton, I guess, is still new enough, maybe, for me that it's not the one of the songs that I'm most excited about. Right. I'll, yeah. But I think okay. we've talked about that in terms of, but I think that's because there feels like there's so much on this record that's way different. And so I feel like I'm still kind of more attracted to those things. And I, I don't mean that Take the Long Way is some like uh, off the cutting room floor, like, oh, we've heard no, it before. No, But it is a little but bit more in, typical of the yeah, last few records. Yeah. Yeah. In an album full of kind of oddballs. Right. You know, this one is almost not the oddball. If that makes any sense, I'm very tired, dude. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, man, I'm I'm excited about it. What? So, what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same. I, 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 uh, let's come back to that in a second. Are there any songs you skip on this album? No. Okay. Yeah, I I like this song. Well, a, a, ooh. well, super good. We haven't gotten there yet, though. Oh wow! Oh oh no! We'll see I'll how I kill feel you. I will when kill. I get there. <laughs> That's all oh, I'm gonna no. say. Oh no! All right. Well, no, I like this song and I like it a lot. It's not my favorite, but I definitely like it. Hell yeah! So. I'm excited to talk about it. Yep. Let's see here. Okay, and before we start getting into emails and all that good stuff, the last couple weeks has been. More chaotic than normal, I think, for both you and I. Yeah, uh, totally. With s surprise things happening in our mm. lives. And, and yeah. I want to make sure that we have sufficiently, on a regular episode, thanked and addressed the fact that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what, about 15 listeners were yeah. able to kind of get together and send us a video saying happy third anniversary yes very and i'd very cool i i had not forgotten it was our anniversary but it definitely was like oh my god it's yeah. been three years dude yeah so yeah and then it got kind of emotional yeah and so we we did record us watching it for the first mm -hmm. time together what, what we um, like what the kids call like an influencer video we did a, rea a react. We, yes, we did a. We reacted to the video. Are we going to get more subs now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we might get a blue check mark. Wouldn't that be something? Mm. Brad, you've got the list in front of you because I want to make sure there is not a name left off. Right. Uh, we started off with uh, Bobby English. Yep. And then Isabella, Barker, Bagel, Christy, Janan. And at this point, I think you you said you you broke down into a blubbering mess when you saw Janan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was good until Janan popped up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Thomas, Matt Massey, uh, Clay, shit, uh, yeah. Karen, <laughs> uh, Joey Goodsir, Danny B., uh, Aurelian Moreau and Jesse 
And finally, Kate. Of course. Yeah. Thank you all so much for taking the time to put all that together. And um, I don't know. We appreciate all you guys. Totally. Really, really, really (laughs) made us feel really good. And just kind of want to apologize up top for not um, acknowledging it because we 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 did acknowledge it as soon as we got it but it didn't get out yet <laughs> yeah so yeah <laughs> it's not for public consumption yet but yeah so we just wanted to make sure at the top of the show cuz i can't remember what we talked about last time at the end so yeah again thank you very very much it made me happy and even the tears were happy you know what i'm saying yeah so we really really appreciate it and uh all of you guys that listen, some of you guys aren't emailers. Some of you guys aren't people that are going to make a video, but you still listen all the time, and we really appreciate it. So yeah, I mean, there's people message me. There's there's comments on the socials. All those people, all, all of them, really make a difference to us. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I just wanted to make sure there was at least a little bit of gushing for uh, these thoughtful people. At the top of the show. As I open my LaCroix. Mm. All right, dude. So let's get into some emails. I'm going first <laughs> with uh, Chris Thomas wrote in our buddy. Hi, Brad and Brad. I'd like to get this out of the way. My favorite Robert Redford. Mm. Ooh, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> That was too good. Uh, <laughs> my favorite Robert Redford movie is The Sting uh, with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid as a close second. I mean, come on. 90s Redford? I'll take 70s Redford any day. Swoon. <laughs> it's a good-looking man. Good-looking man. You know, I, I, told, I was going to cl- text Clint and ask him what his favorite Robert Redford movie was, and I totally forgot. And then I saw him this week. Uh, we stayed up all night talking about movies and music, and I totally, completely forgot about our whole Robert Redford conversation. So I didn't get a chance to ask him. You know, it's so funny about what just <laughs> happened is that for a second I thought, oh, he just went Brad B, and you were going to tell me about something you forgot to do and then have no, that'd just be it. Like, I forgot to do this thing. <laughs> And then you said, but then I saw Clint. I was like, oh, he's wrapping it back around. Mm-hmm. He he saw Clint instead, and they had a whole conversation about it. And now Brad's going to tell me the skinny on uh, all of Clint's thoughts on Robert right. Redford movies. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I totally still didn't ask him. The ball. And you still told the story two different ways on how you didn't get the information. <laughs> That's good podcast. Well, we right did there. talk about, we talked about. Pearl Jam and in particular Riot Act at length. So I'm there. Interesting. There's there's a Pearl Jam uh connection. There you go. Um he's very angry at us that we don't like Riot Act as much as he does. Um, you shit on that a lot more than I do. Let's be honest. Yeah, but yeah, it's true. not my favorite record. Right. We need to right. we, we we need to have him on. We need to do a riot act slash gigaton episode with Clint. It's true. All right, back to Chris. Someone posted a pretty good 
cool poll on the porch last month titled Favorite Opening Four Songs. If I had voted on this poll without seeing the list of the first four tracks on each record, I would have gone with Yield. However, seeing each track listing side by side, I had a change of heart. When I placed my vote, I went with Vitology. Not For You is hands down in my top five of their catalog, and I've always considered it to be a musical masterpiece. I agree. Yep. I enjoyed... uh, I enjoyed Last Exit and Spin, but I can say this about several of their songs. After catching on to your podcast, it has given me a bigger appreciation for certain songs like Last Exit. What put Phytology to the top for me was ultimately Tremor Christ. I echo Brad B's sentiment on Dave A's drumming on this song. I love the ghost notes, as Brad Al called them, so much in the background of the creepy yet awesome guitar riff and heavy bass. What really gets me on this song and so many others on Vitology is how Eddie just loses his mind for about 30 seconds on the track. Yeah. The other thing you guys discussed a lot during the second review of Vitology are the filler tracks and bugs. When I first bought Vitology, I would skip these constantly. Every time I put on the album, I was a, uh, I was all about the hard, straightforward rockers. However, in my older age, I've come to love filler tracks and also something that is completely out of left field like bugs. Out of all the track listings, I think Vitology may be the weirdest overall. However, the weird is perfectly distributed around several masterpieces of mid-90s rock. Uh, privacy is priceless to me, Chris. Hell yeah, Chris. Well said, my friend. Yeah, he's right about the the weird stuff being perfectly dis- distrib- distributed on that album. Yeah, it's very purposeful. Yeah. The placement of it. Thanks again, Chris. Appreciate it, man. All right. We got Eddie. Eddie Quintana. Uh, he's writing in about Riot Act Take 2. He says, hey, Brads. I wrote in last time you guys did Riot Act, and I feel like I need to write in again. Someone has to defend this album, damn it. <laughs> this is my favorite album. I agree it's not the best, but it's my favorite. I feel like we can agree Eddie might be the most politically active, and seeing George Bush in that whole time probably made him, for lack of a better word, sad. He felt like he had no power to do anything except sing and play the music. It's a contradiction, because I feel like there's an urgency on this album. And part of it comes from Eddie's vocals. They are down and softer because it's a different time from the 90s. He's more than angry and mad. He's almost disappointed. Once they get on the road and start to play and continue to see the George Bush presidency, that's when he gets angry. Mm. Stone wrote the lyric for All for None, but I think Eddie did, did think that it was a hopeless situation. The contrast alone between a hopeless situation and much to be done from 7 o'clock, I think, sums it up perfectly. For Gigaton, Eddie probably thought, we've been here before and I know what I need to do for myself. That's why he is much to be done in such a prominent way on the album. I'm just rambling at this point. Thanks, guys. That's not rambling at all, man. No, I he, think he that's makes a really good point. Fucking dead on, man. You see, and that's the hard thing. Is like, yeah, it's not one of my favorite albums, but... I feel everything like where, you know, where Eddie's coming from on this whole thing. Like, yeah. especially this, where did he say it here? Um, oh, when he, he did the, the contrast alone between a hopeless situation and much to be done from seven o'clock. That's a really good example or analogy. 
Smart, Eddie. Real smart. Mm-hmm. Thanks for writing in, man. You you all right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Eddie. You get a certain tone, <laughs> and you you do things like, mm-hmm, <laughs> and then and then it's dead silent. And I'm, sometimes I wonder yeah. if you're dead. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Cool. I've, I've got more ride, uh, roads to ride. Uh, Jacob Tucker writes in. Uh, speaking of our Vitology Take Two, this is his take. Uh, hey, hey, Bradington Bears. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. I have a one-year-old. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks for doing a Take Two on Vitology, the Pearl Jam album I have the weirdest relationship with. For me, it's their most polarizing album in that there are some songs that I absolutely love, some that I actively dislike, and others in between. Overall, I at least really like about half of the album, which leaves me wondering if I really like it as a whole. I like every Pearl Jam album, but with Vitology, every time I listen to it, I come away unsure of whether I really like it or just think it's okay for a Pearl Jam album. Okay for a Pearl Jam album is still great compared to most other music out there. Uh, there, There are just some songs on it that don't leave an impression on me and others that I will actively skip. I don't mind when bands do things like Pry 2, Bugs, I, Davinita, and Stupid Mop. Sometimes it makes me respect them for not doing what critics or Fairweather fans want. But four on one album is a bit much. I've also felt like the sequencing of the tracks is a bit odd. For some reason, it just doesn't flow in a way that I find optimal. But after listening to the last episode, I was inspired to redesign the album changing track order and eliminating some tracks to make it one that I would really like because making it to my liking is what's most important. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, here it is with a brief comment on my assessment of each track. Um, So he's got last exit as a great opener, corduroy, better man, not for you, Satan's bed, whipping, spin the black circle, tremor Christ, bugs, Um, which he says he could do without, but again, I respect bands that do something like this from time to time. And then Nothing Man, and it ends with Immortality. Nice. Uh, So that's uh, that's my take. Thank you guys for doing what you do. Hope you're doing well, weathering all that's going on in the world. Peace, Jacob Tucker. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah, I like, uh, I kind of like this. It's still a solid album with the weird stuff Mm -hmm. taken out. Um, and I think it kind of flows, it flows pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And I like that he left bugs in there just to like kind of respect the weirdness of the album. Yeah, man. Keeping that shit real. Yeah. I dig it. Thanks again, man. Uh, let's see here who we have next. We got Sean. He's talking about Vitology as well. Says uh, afternoon, Brad's to the second power, and salutations to all the Pearl Jam honks. <laughs> yeah, dude, you fucking honks. Yeah. Due to vacation, I've just finished listening to Vitology 2.0, and I felt compelled to write in for the third time in three years. Congrats on the big anniversary, by the way. Let's see. Note number one. He says the album came out in my sophomore year of college. I loved it, but not as much as Versus, which came out in my freshman year. Man, they were everywhere then. Mm-hmm. SNL, MTV, my dorm room, VCR, 
much to the chagrin of my roommates. They did and still think I am not firing on all eight cylinders. I get that. Yeah. Note two, I had forgotten how great his voice slash tone was on Immortality. Unbelievable. I 100% agree with that, especially on that specific song. Uh, totally. You forget... You forget some of these album versions when you get tied on to bootlegs or YouTube performances, but going through this again, and you guys not talking through this song. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, Made me realize that his voice was captured so great on this recording. I was lucky enough to be in Boston 2018 from Vancouver uh, when they did the alternate lyric version of this song. Lots of people didn't catch on, it seemed. Took me a verse as well. That's pretty cool you get to see that. Very cool. Uh, note number three, I do love this album. That said, and personal preference here, I think I would listen more if the snippet songs weren't in there. As far as listening through the whole thing top to bottom, I know it's not that hard to push a button to skip ahead, but it seems to break it up too much for me. Uh, I've made it a edited. I've made an edited album version in the past that flowed so much better in my mind. But it's art, so I'm not ripping on it. Just a smoother listen for me. No, no number four. Mm-hmm. My eyes just scanned ahead a little bit. Um, right. Note number four. Boner time is the greatest song in the universe, <laughs> and I've been singing it all damn day in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got he's gonna make love with that bone of time. <laughs> oh, Brad Blazik, if you need him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I vote for an SBT fan club single release of this on seven inch vinyl for Christmas stockings. Oh, we'll get right on it. Yes. Freaking boner time. This was the best ever. I was laughing so hard. Boner is the best word in English, bar none. It is a great no- it's, it's a great, great word. word, man. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's it for now. Stay well, be safe, and keep the old stick on the ice. Sean B., PJ Honk, Vancouver, Canada. Man, this is a good email. I like it. I like your observations, man. Funny. Yeah, I love that you love boner time. Yeah, boner time. That was a that was a, that was fun. I honestly totally forgot about that. <laughs> uh, that makes me smile. Thanks again, Sean. All right, we got one more. Yes, Doc Doc Magnets, uh, Adam Magnus. Hello again, Bradley and Brad. It's Doc Magnets here, uh, your friendly OG anesthesiologist from Maryland. Uh, been a hold long... up, hold no, up! I gotta stop no, you. No, okay. That was amazing. Oh, okay. I thought I fucked it up. No, I was mm. like, oh, we're gonna be stuck for about five minutes. <laughs> Fucking no, I yeah, knocked I it did. out of the park. Mm-hmm. I took a swing. Continue. I, yeah. I, sh- I, sh- uh, I shot my. I shoot. What do they say? Shoot my. Don't shot. go any shot. further. <laughs> Just stop. Where's Where's Aiden? Ask him how you say that. Uh, well, let's just get back to Adam's nice okay. email. I shot my shot. That's what I'm saying. How do you okay. say that? Someone, 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 correct me because I know it's something like that, but I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're saying whatever it is wrong. I'll agree <laughs> with you there. I don't know what it is though. You're not familiar with the shoot your shot shot thing? You haven't heard this meme or saying? No. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's it's basically like sent. take your shot. Yes, like, but there's grab a, the moment. It's yes, but instead of saying take your shot, which is you know what we grew up with, they now say like something else, like shot your shot. Or shoot oh, your like shot. really young people? Well, like Reddit. Oh God, let's get back to the email. <laughs> I'm hip, you know. I try to keep up with the kids. Talking about Reddit. The cool, the cool kid lingo. Yeah. Uh, been a long time because I am a cool kid once and forever. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> been a long time since I last wrote an email, but I've been listening to you guys intensely from the beginning. Uh, I was listening to the episode about no code dash take two, and I wanted to clarify something that Blazy said during the episode that was quickly shot down by Lions. Uh oh. Yeah. You listening? When Who You Are came on, Blazit commented that it reminded him of a Kumbaya song, to which Lyons quickly squashed that notion by saying that it was I Am Mine that fit that description. So after thinking on it for some time and some extensive research of prior episodes, I discovered that Blazik had originally said that I Am Mine reminds him of a, of a quote, sea shanty pirate song, end quote. Yep. And it was, in fact, Who You Are that reminded him of a Kumbaya song. Mm. So I got to give it to this. I got to give this round to Blazik. Either way, I love listening to you guys. You crack me up on my drive to work every morning before I have to take care of really sick patients. So at least, uh, at least a smile on my face for the remainder of the day. The antics that you guys share in the episodes Reminds me of some of my best friends and I and I goofing around on a daily basis. Super bummed about the tour being canceled as I had tickets to Baltimore. Gigatron, as Blazik loves to call it, is unbelievable. Can't wait to hear Quick Escape, whoever said, comes and goes at 7 o'clock in live versions. Peace out, boys, and chin up. Things will be better in time. Keep making me laugh, keep making each other laugh, and let's all keep enjoying Pearl Jam music forever. Uh, a sleep sack in a bivouac with a Kerouac sense of time. Doc Magnets. Hell yeah, man. God, I love that lyric. That's, yeah. It's a good one. And I can't That's believe I way. just... See, I'm like... just When I'm just trying to say stuff off the top of my head, I can't say stuff. But like that, like I just blew right through that without thinking. Mm-hmm. And I got it. I'm proud of you, man. So, Doc Magnets... You really- you, you put one foot in front of another and you just you just went and you mm-hmm. did it. And hey, anesthesiologist, mm-hmm. you did that as well. Yeah. First and try. I'm not gonna try it again. Just give me one try. <laughs> anesthesiologist. No. No. <laughs> Shoot the bet on that. Anesthesia. <laughs> now I'm gonna say it wrong. Uh-huh. Good. Nurse anesthetist. Say that one. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Come on. Russian I still research got it. ship. Russian research ship. All right. All right. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Unique New York. Anchorman, bro. Oh. But the human torch was denied a bank loan? That's not like a tongue twister. No, but that's one of the scenes from Anchorman where he's like, 
warming up and stuff, and that's one of the phrases he starts oh, okay. saying. Like you have to say it like this. Like you yeah, move no, I'm around. cutting all this out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what is it? Wait, that wait. just fucking the human torch was denied a bank loan. Yeah, what's what's the other one? Like pickles and watermelon, pickles and watermelon, pickles and watermelon. There's some yeah. there's some phrase that like background extras when they're like in a restaurant. They're like yeah, watermelon's the classic uh, when you don't know the words to a song. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe that's why I'm yeah. getting it mixed up. Yeah. What'd you get it mixed up with? Watermelons and pickles. Watermelons and pickles. Pickles, pickles and watermelon. I love both of those things, mm-hmm. but we should move on. We should. Thanks so much for the emails. If uh, if you would like to email the show, the email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Say hey on social media, and if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash singlepodcasttheory for all that information. And I know we got some patrons. We did. We got a new one. Yeah, man. Uh, Scott McQueen. Thanks so much, Signed Scott. Up. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Really, and really appreciate especially, it. Especially in these times. I know it's hard for people. Some people are having a tough time. One of yeah, us man. included. <laughs> this sounded so... The way you just did that to me. Well, I didn't say... I said one of us. I know, but it was like this kind of like, uh, well, I'm not going to say his name, but we all know who we're talking about here, don't we? I'll say his name. His name's Brad. I'm fine. There. I'm good. <laughs> Nobody needs to worry about old That's, lions over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you keep digging that hole. Can we move on? <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right, where are we? We took care of all the housekeeping. Yeah. It's time need... to talk about this song, no, right? No, it's not. No. Real quick. No. Uh, I, I sent you a link to a, a new Stone Gossard side project. Oh, that's right. So uh, it's called Painted Shield. New album is coming out in November, but there's a song called I Am, the, I Am Your Country. That's available now on all the streaming stuff. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's that not name con- makes me not- want to not listen to it. Why? I don't know. It's probably Dude, a great song. It's great. I haven't listened yet. It's really good, and I, that's me saying it. I liked it a lot. Um, cool. It's not country. It's not country music. It doesn't sound like country at all. It's it's like um, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. But you like it. It's I like it. Yeah. I liked it. That's it's important. um uh singer-songwriter Mason Jennings. Have you ever heard of him? Is he it's like from... one of Waylon's kids? No, that's what I thought okay. too, but no. He's a singer-songwriter from like Minnesota. And dude's got okay. like 20 fucking albums out. Oh wow. He's been he his first album came out like in 98 and he's put out an album like every 2 years since then. Damn. Um but also interesting, the Pearl Jam connection is Matt Chamberlain is drumming on this. And if you oh, if, that's right, that's one of the reasons I was so psyched about it. Yeah. I mean, other than just it being Stone, but I saw Matt Chamberlain on. Yeah. There. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, it's cool. So, such uh, a good drummer. Yeah, Painted Shield. Check it out. Definitely.
Uh, was there any other stuff that I missed? Any other uh, I was a I was a guest host or uh, not guest host. What would I be? A guest on another Pearl Jam podcast? Just a guest. What were you on, yeah, dude? Just a guest. Uh, it's called Into Deep. Into Deep. Sweet. Uh, two dudes, kind of similar to to what we do. Kind of like uh, the opposite of what we do. Um, Interesting. Tom and Carlos. Um, they're just two Pearl Jam fans. They're just two buddies that uh, the the podcast kind of changed. But when they first were, when they first started the podcast, they were just two buddies talking, you know, shooting the shit, shooting their right. shot about everything. <laughs> and they kind of realized that they were both pretty big Pearl Jam fans. And so they kind of turned it into a Pearl Jam podcast. But if you listen to it, it's kind of like um, just them talking about everything. And then somewhere Pearl Jam gets into the mix. Oh, cool. So it's right not on. like, you know, they don't they don't really do like a specific Pearl Jam topic every week. It's just two buddies talking and Pearl Jam kind of works its way in there. It's fun. They're They're really good dudes. That's cool. Yeah, I forgot to. Um, I feel like a total dick, and uh, all this craziness. I was a guest too, on a podcast, and it already aired. But you can still go listen to it because mm-hmm. that's the beauty of podcasts. Yeah, but yeah, are you? Are you? So you were you were on that podcast. I was on yes. with Brandon doing the uh, Better Band Pod. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I listened to it. It was good. Good stuff. Yeah. We did some Mankind, talking shit about my, Mankind. So go check both of those podcasts out. Totally. Look at you making the rounds, Brad B. I love it. It is fun. I tell you what's fun is being a guest because you don't have to do shit right. but talk. Yes. <laughs> I ain't got to edit nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about... I just talk. Yeah. It's great. And then you're yeah. done. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. What else we got? I think that's it. I think we can get into this. Somewhere. We can do this now? Gigatron track. Sweet. All right. So we've got track number eight, Take the Long Way. We both have already stated we're fans of the song. It's not our favorite, but we're not lukewarm either. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes. Cool. So where do you want to start with this one, man? Mm, Matt Cameron. Matt, Matt fucking Cameron. you goddamn right. I love it. You know it's him right away, in a good way. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, totally. I don't mean this, that bad. Uh, it's definitely, you know, a song... That would have, could have been, or I don't know, could have been on his uh, solo album. Absolutely. Um, but it's got a killer. I mean, there's two, the guitars are awesome on this. The the leads, the stuff that Mike is doing, and also mm-hmm. the stuff that fuzz. I don't know what you call this, but that fucking dirty fuzzy guitar that Stone is doing. In the verses yeah. is is amazing. It's just a cool fucking song and no yeah. bass. 
yeah, me and Clint were talking. He pointed that out to me. And I'm like, I have to go listen to this song because I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, I don't think I noticed it until he pointed it out to me, too. Uh, yeah. But it makes, when he said it, it was like something clicked. Yep. Like, oh, that's that's the thing that makes this song sound just a little different than everything else on this record. Yeah, because you realize that, um, like, for me, it was, because it's not abnormal at all to have, like, an intro and a first verse of a song have no bass in it. And then right. for, for, for impact, maybe it comes mm -hmm. in on the first chorus or something. But like yeah, you that, keep thinking something like that. <laughs> now that I, now that I know, realize there's no bass. It is weird, like when they do the do 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 do. Right. There's no bass underneath that, you know. Yeah. But it is cool. Again, like it's a band thing. It's a Josh Evans thing. It's you know, it's a mix thing. Should be able we to pull that off and not notice that there's no bass? Can we talk about drama? Can we read anything oh, no. into? I'm just saying, like we're just. I'm just asking questions. Okay. Should we read into the fact that there's no bass on that song? That there was some drama in the band? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, I didn't think so either. Fuck no. But you know, we're trying to pump up those Instagram numbers. And that you know the kids love. Oh yeah, the drama. that's how we want to do it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah false we drama. Stir up some shit, man. <laughs> you that's know what, what I, we do over here know, at SPT. Connections, fucked connections, dude. Let's stir up some shit. You know, lions. You know what I heard? What? That there's some drama in the band. Jeff was not invited to this particular session. That's just what I heard. You know what I heard? What? That Jeff actually hasn't played bass on the last six records. Ooh. It's all been stone. At, that's interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes you think, doesn't it? It does, because I'm thinking now. Is this going to be a new bit where we come up with Pearl Jam conspiracies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just completely yeah. unfounded, <laughs> like complete <laughs> horse shit. Yes. I want to be on the front page of... of alternative alternative nation did you know that eddie actually you know because you know he loves the ocean and surfing so much he actually sleeps in a coffin mm. made of glass that is surrounded by water with fish in it mm. that's how he goes to sleep every night did you know that yes that makes so much sense now yeah uh, we could do this all day, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but back to the song. Okay, no bass. No Sounds bass. amazing. It's a cool, you know, aesthetic choice. Is that how you'd say that? Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds cool the way it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Should we just go ahead and listen to it and then? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Cool. Yeah, rocker. I love a rocker. Hell yeah, man. You got me through these feelings. It's in seven, of course. <laughs> Crazy Matt Cameron. Yeah, Odd I timing. think it's in seven.
not to compare drummers, Pearl Jam drummers, but like this, the snare on this reminds me of Dave A. It's so, his, the snare is so tight and he's hitting it so hard on this song. Who is who's singing those female parts? That is a um, singer named Megan Grandall. I looked this up. Okay. Uh, she's in a band from Seattle called I don't know how to say it. Lamolo, Lemolo. Okay. And dude, you need to check them out. Let's talk about the song. These lyrics, man, I feel like these lyrics are like about someone that is uh, similar to me, like real low self-esteem, but has has a partner, right? That is very supportive. Mm-hmm. And you know what he's saying is, I always take the long way back to you, which is like I always fuck up. And screw up, but I always make my way back to you. But I take the long way to get back to you because of my own issues. Sure. Uh, that's how I see it. It's a love song in that kind of way. Kind of a dark, dark way, I guess. Right. Come on, Mike. Yeah. I love that part. Dude, those drums are fucking sick. That cymbal work he's doing, come on. Yeah. Well, and the those background vocals I means Eddie, Matt, and then this Megan Grandal. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds fucking great. I don't know how to, like, shimmery? I don't know if that's a word, but, like, just so, like, low and ethereal in the background. Lots of ethereal. Yes. It just sounds so fucking cool. Yeah, I like the, um... We we had mentioned the lyric talking Mm -hmm. earlier. Um... That just that kind of idea. Well, you you say it. You 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 had your own thing. Basically, what I'm saying is, when I listen to these lyrics, I read these lyrics. To me, it sounds like it's written from the point of view of somebody that me personally I can relate to, um, it, because it sounds like somebody that's got like a lot of like self esteem issues, maybe, or maybe some other issues, and they have a partner that's very supportive. And even though they fuck up, they're always trying to get back to that supportive partner. And, um, but there's, you know, he's saying, I take the long way back to you. Like, whatever I do and screw up, 
I'm going to get back to you, but I take the long way around because of my own issues and insecurities. That's how I, yeah. I read it. And, um, but he's, but the, what's yours is mine makes me feel like they are a partnership, even though right. the singer, the, the narrator is the person that's fucking up and having to fight their way back to that, to that person, back to the, the couple. Yeah, you know how I figure out how I, what I want, Brad? Yeah. I fuck it up, and then I know exactly <laughs> yeah. what I want. <laughs> yeah, and then you got to work your way back to it. Yeah, or you're not allowed to because you fucked up too bad. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. No, it's, um, it's a cool... I mean, if that is, or that idea, if that's where that kind of came from... It's a very, I don't know. It's a cool, I, I, I like, maybe it's because I'm maturing and getting older, but it's nice to hear relationship songs dressed up in a badass, odd time signature guitar mm -hmm. riff yeah. kind of song. But it's not like, uh, relate. you know, because not that adults don't feel this way too, but like love and relationships when you're young is just so fucking stupid, right? Because it's just all about how you feel. Yeah. And we're just going to do this and that and whatever. I mean, you'll do that for a while, but they call it a honeymoon period for a reason. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's just nice when you run into songs like this that are possibly more kind of like, okay, well, when you get older and you really want to deal with relationships, this is the kind of shit you're going to be thinking about right. and listening to. And that's what's going to kind of, um, I don't know, what's the word for it? Resonate with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Matt's a good lyricist, man. Yeah, totally. Well, and then I was mentioning too, like in the... Uh, Number one, what a great example of an already on paper, a song that's already on paper, it should be totally weird. It's, you know, mm -hmm. the verses are like 7-4, and then it goes to, some. I think, another time signature for that little double time part you were calling it, you know? Mm -hmm. But it still all flows together, and then they go into that fucking bridge. Right. It's so badass. Yeah. The, the, now, all the guitar parts, the vocals are badass, all of it. I've heard a couple different people online kind of say this sounds like a Soundgarden song, almost. Do you hear sure. that at all? I mean, it. I I can hear it. I I don't. I didn't hear the song and think that, but yeah, I can totally. Hear see, that I'm not. Sure. I'm not like the world's biggest Soundgarden fan. Uh. So I didn't recognize it that way. So I was curious to, to see what you thought about that thought. No, I definitely hear, like, this is a Matt Cameron song that Pearl Jam got their hands on. Yeah, that's what I I heard. Because, like, right. I, I love his his solo album he put out a couple years ago. And that's this good, sounds, sounds, yeah, this sounds like it came right from it. Yeah. So well, it's, cool then, to hear, it's cool to hear Eddie singing out. Like I said, it's it, it's a Matt song. But it's definitely Stone on that fuzzed out guitar, and it's definitely Mike playing that solo. 
you know, right. and then obviously Eddie sing. That's I don't know. It's just cool to hear all the parts put together. Even though Matt obviously wrote this song, you know, sure, yeah, it's cool for it's sure. Cool, it's cool to hear everybody's take on it. Yeah, man, I love it, dude. It's a uh, and it again we um not to repeat ourselves too much, but every time we kind of get into the next song along the the gigaton journey or whatever mm-hmm. it is you do kind of get to see how i like i wonder what the song i can't wait I, i'm sure we'll get to hear what the songs were that kind of hit the cutting room for yeah. and i think that's another one of the benefits again of loving a band that really tries to make albums right is yeah it's it's not about the best song it's about the best song in the right place in the album which is why bands like pearl jam have b-sides that are fucking (laughs) badass and some of the best songs of their catalog because they don't just take all the quote unquote best songs, whatever that means, and just throw them under a record. Right. They're like trying to take you somewhere. And, and I yeah. know for some people it gets too weird when we get into Bugs World or whatever <laughs> or stuff like that. But at the end of the day, that's, you know, they, this is track eight. It just came off of never destination and we're about to go into buckle up right right so you could see why they chose this song slash a song like this yeah for this place for this spot on the record you know yeah it makes me wonder if if there was like three matt cameron songs that they had thought about or Mm, partially worked up or anything and decided on this one you know yeah It'd be interesting to know how those kind of selections were made. What else you got, man? Um, did we talk about the uh, the background vocals? I don't know if you're gonna how you're gonna do that because I started talking about Megan Grand Grandal and her band Lamolo. Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I dude, I fell in love with the band. The, it's it's her and another another female musician playing the drums, and I guess Megan is the singer and guitar player. And is it a two piece? Yeah. Oh boy, dude, it's it's awesome. There, uh, check out the song called Knives. I'll I'll send you some stuff, but I'm telling okay. everybody check the check check them out. The spell. Um, what's the name of the band again? Lamolo. L e m o l o. Lamolo. Okay. Yeah. I, I really think you would like this. Real just cool, like trippy, kind of happy. Well, not happy. Oh, uh, it's a little happy? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not happy. I wouldn't say it's happy. It's just cool music. I, I'm so bad at trying to describe music. You uh, really are. So <laughs> I love it. I love it when you try, though. <laughs> yeah, the song Knives is fucking amazing. Uh, and she did a cover of creep and a cover of mad world she kind of did the gary jules version okay of mad world which is tears mm-hmm. for fear song yep it's dude it's awesome her guitar tone is really cool so 
I'm in, dude. I'm going to check yeah, it out. I, I mean, uh, me and Clint were talking about the song, and he was like, yeah, there's some, some you know, female's name, like, in the credits. And I went down the rabbit hole of Megan Grandal and her band and her music doing some research on today's episode. So, yeah, get on that. Brad B. Approved. <laughs> yes. Lamolo. Yes. Well, and... Obviously, Pearl Jam approved. Mm-hmm. So, well, cool, man. We're getting closer to the end of the record. We still got four more, though. We got four mm. more songs. Yes. The next one. Be, the last four oh, are going to be baby. interesting conversations. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Not only between us, but um, once we put our conversation out there and all of our friends get on the email train. Right. And say yes. what they think about these last four, so... Mm. Should be good. I'm excited. Got anything else before we get out? Um, I don't think so. No, I think we did it. Good job, hon. We did oh, it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we're we're like uh total did we say earlier that we had a bunch of technical difficulties or did we get sidetracked? But dude, like, I don't know. If, I don't know if what's everyone... getting cut out and what's not gonna make it and me either. I don't know anything <laughs> anymore. But I can tell you this that Brad B, if you guys would like to picture this, Brad B to make this happen tonight, um we're each wearing upwards of three to four pairs of headphones at the same time. <laughs> yes. Um, all with different uh, miking configurations right. and muting this and, and yeah right FaceTime so, uh, so we really did it dude we made it work mm-hmm. we did some gorilla shit tonight yeah yeah I hope it sounds okay uh, it's gonna be great the microphone is right like against the my uh, my chest no well that audio won't be never mind. No, we're good. It's going to sound you've crystal been talk- clear. You've been talking into the mic this whole time, right? Please tell me you've been talking into the mic this whole time. I mean, I just, I had it up like that. Does that sound, is that, can you hear me? Does it sound good? Well, not through that mic. No. You can't, you can't hear that mic anyway, Of course right? I can't hear you. No. <laughs> Even my jokes don't work because you can't hear. But it does seem like you are opening and closing a metal iron gate to a cemetery. Right, right. Yeah, that's, What was uh, that? Yeah, there we go. That's the mic arm. Okay. Anyway, well, we have, we I have. The mic way up there. It, should it be in front of my face? Because I, dude, the microphone on the. Ear There's going to be murders. I'm going to be in the paper tomorrow. Should I'm it be saying, in front of my face? What are you talking about? My earbud microphone is right by my mouth, so what? I. So. Put I put the sure microphone like up in the air. So it's not right in my face. Is that correct? You are fucking with me right now. No, did did you when we started, did you hear this? That's the mic going like straight up into the We're not even doing an outro. So. I'm out. <laughs> I have to do an outro. If you'd like to email the show, you can email singlepodcast3 at gmail.com. Did I already do this? I'm so lost. <laughs> I don't think so. No, you didn't. Okay. I did? No. We're good. You can say hey on social media if you'd like to support the show. Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash singlepodcasttheory. Until next time, I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek saying, what's yours is mine. No, it's mine. 
That's what's it. mine is mine. What you, what's mine is yours. That's what no. you should say. That's more, you know, delicate. It is more delicate. What's mine is yours. He's saying, like, what's yours is mine, bitch. I wonder how long, if I just walked away from the mic, how long would it take until you realized I was gone? I mean, you've done the, like, silence for 20 seconds before, so I would just think it was was that. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.